Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Radio. Today is October 26th. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready MPC has been conducting Zoom, um, our uh, conference call, free conference call from past 10 years. If you have any question, um, you can uh, let Gayatri, uh, if you're a newcomer, you can let Gayatri know. You have to show your face and you have to let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer, you will be promoted to ask question if you have never asked the question. Darshan. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my question ready. Uh, so my wife is uh, pursuing uh, her MS in finance degree in UFH mm-hmm. Clear Lake, and that's not mm-hmm. a STEM degree. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was just wondering if she has to transfer to another college with MS in finance with STEM degree so that she has a better chance of uh, H1, you what know, is, getting picked in what H1. Is, what is your visa status though? Uh, her visa status is H4. Your visa. Why can't Mine you just get H1. an I-140 approval? That will get yes, the EAD. Uh, you know, the whole reason why people are going to college is to get an EAD. You get an correct. I-140, she gets an EAD, right? Correct. Yes, we have applied simultaneously for our H-4 EAD also. My I-140 is approved. You know, okay. just in case uh, after our H-4 EAD is expired uh, to get transferred to H-1 because it has more advantage. You know, you don't have to wait for one year after every three years in that case. Well... See, master's degree is master's degree, whether it's a STEM degree or not. For the master's quota, mm-hmm. there is no advantage. The only thing STEM degree okay. is doing is, instead of getting a one-year OPT, you're getting mm-hmm. three-year OPTs. That's all. Oh, I see. Okay. For H1, so it's is, uh, almost the same? It's it's not almost the same. It is same. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good that you're in the path of H4 EAD. Next person, please. Yeah. Thanks. Prabhu? Hi, sir. Um, Prabhu, a quick question on my... I'm on, Overread I'm on after you are complete your... Uh, sorry, I'm on M1A and my priority date is November 2020. Uh, I haven't yet received my biometrics appointment or the EAB as yet. So I just want to know, you know, what are the timelines are currently running right now? Uh, but if it's November 2020, you filed and you haven't received the biometrics. Yeah, just because you are EB1 doesn't mean that you get any preference than other people. Yeah, sometimes they do prefer, but not all the time. Okay, it's normal people who filed in November 2020 who have not received the biometrics. There are a lot of people, you're one of them. Next person, please. Aaron. 
ഹാരോൺ ഹലോ കെൻ യു ഹിയർ മീ യെസ് ഹായ് മിസ്റ്റർ റെഡി ആക്ച്വലി വൺ ഓഫ് മൈ ഫ്രണ്ട് ഈസ് ഡൺ ഹിസ് like masters in india and he is looking for a position in a one of the university so he wanted to know like because he is not a software engineer does not qualify under specialty occupation if his university has to file h1 does it go through lottery or like the lecturer or professor positions are exempted from the h1 any any positions are they are exempt from the lottery system though for the university it doesn't have to be only lecturer positions though okay 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 so he can like the his university can directly file h1 instead like whenever the annual cap starts uh, instead no, of- there is no there, there is no annual cap for them they are oh. exempt from the cap okay 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 so they can file any time they don't have to file in a certain time like the way apple and google and other other companies did they can file oh. any time you know okay any time of the year instead of waiting yes. for march you, but you one one thing you said it's not a specialty occupation you are saying what do you mean by specialty occupation no no i am saying like uh, he's a he's a lecturer he has that done that is a specialty his... occupation that is a specialty occupation okay okay so they can directly file h1 any time so that's what absolutely. they absolutely absolutely you're right they can they don't have to wait for the lottery system okay okay thank you thank you next person susil 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 you mean yeah Jane? yes go ahead uh, hi rahul this is vipin um i have a question i was in us till last year october 31st and i mm-hmm. came to india on november 1st um, mm-hmm. i utilized around 5 years couple of months uh, on my h1b and i have 8 mm-hmm. months uh, and few days remaining uh, mm-hmm. after i uh, reached india um, i um, um, got uh, an employer who filed i140 and my i140 got approved this month so my question is um, uh, if uh, i want to go to us with my current employer with whom i worked for 4 years Uh, before moving mm-hmm. back to india um, mm-hmm. and if they file for l1 visa uh, is mm-hmm. that possible because my uh, with my i140 my intent has changed already um, uh, so is l1 uh, visa an option and uh, l1 so- is first of all l1 is a dual intent visa okay just like h1b l1 is a dual intent visa now if you are been present outside the country for more than one year okay Mm-hmm. you can come on l1 visa okay are you trying to come on l1a or l1b visa though so i have to actually um, uh, before i resign um, uh, to uh, join the other company i will have to talk to my employer and if they agree to do either l1a or l1b and if they agree to do uh, green card in eb1 that is when i can um, like come with the current employer and would that be suggestible from your end uh l1 is not an easy thing like h1b though okay especially l1 a is not an easy thing though if you are qualified for l1 a definitely that is the best thing that you can do because eb1 a the priority date is current you already know 
Um, so definitely, if you can fit into EB1, I would get you on L1A. And what would be the conditions to fit? Uh, I'm not going to describe it right now. It's going to be lengthy. Sure, sure. Thank you so okay. much. Arun. Yeah, you may, if you want to, you can give your job position and job title and the company information there and company information here and have a consultation with Rebecca yes. Chen. She, mm -hmm. Rebecca Chen, she's a lawyer in our office for L1A though. Yes, yes. Then uh, she will guide you what are the probabilities that you may get the L1A approved. Sure. Thank you so Next much. Next person, please. Sushil Prabhakar. Hi, Rahul. This is Amrita Sushil here. Yes, ma'am. So I got my got my H1B cap approved and uh, it is effective from October 1st with say an employer X. Uh, but then uh, last week, I got a full-time opportunity with employer Y. Now, employer Y wants to proceed uh, with the H-1B extension. Uh, I don't have any pay stubs previous to that because my H-1B cap approved only from October 1st, right? Is that going to be a catch for me at the process of extension? But you are working with company A right now, the one that got the H-1 approval. But yes, that's fine. You can, you can file. You can explain that there's no payroll. Payroll has not yet run. And okay. uh, if they issue an RFE at that time, they can. You will have a payroll by that time. Okay, okay, got it. Thank you so much, Minakshi. Sure. Hey, thank you uh, for calling out my name. Uh, so, hi, Rahul. Uh, so, one thing, uh, the question that I have here is, we did get the Canadian PR. It was a backup plan. Um, because I never got through the H1 lottery for four times. So I am exhausted uh -oh. and tired. And my EAD has been ongoing from August 2020 with California Center. And then we had to file extension and with that another EAD. So everything has been ongoing. And now my case has been approved from the past 10 days, but they have never produced the card. So I'm super tired with that. So Canada is a backup plan. Um, and my question here is my husband has an H1 and an I-140 approved in June 2020. So this is the first time we might have to go for stamping. Um, so if we go into Canada on a land border and come back, um, do you think we can get the first H1 and H4 stamping at that border? Uh, no, they won't give the border stamping for you. You will have to go to the consulate. Let me ask you this question though. Why do you have to go through the stamping? There is something called automatic revalidation. You can just go and come back into the United States without any stamping if you are only present in Canada for less than 30 days. Oh, is that right? Is that true? Oh, wow. That is right. That is called automatic revalidation. That's only available if you go to Canada and Mexico. And oh, I will give you the link of that uh, article. Uh, and... I'll give you the uh, video and the article link is there, okay? Sure, I'll absolutely. provide it to you. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. We never knew that. Yeah, don't go for stamping. You don't need it. Um, awesome. You can come Thanks. back and your H4 and the EAD will be processed accordingly. Um, you have no problem. I know that you don't have a H1 and H4 stamping in the passport. Next person, please. Thanks. Gopal? For taking my call. Um, Rahul, um, my question is about uh, EB2, EB3 uh, downgrade. Um, so if, if I have uh, EB3 EAD and if I file new EB2485, can I use EB3 EAD? If you use the EAD of a particular 485 application though, and you don't have EAD with the other one, 
then you are considered to be married to that particular application. So that means I have to file uh, e, uh, EB2, EAD, and 485 together if I file to... Uh, if I, wait, wait. Uh, so you, you're filing two 485s right now, right? Is that what you're doing? No, I have I have EB3 uh, downgraded and uh, everything, uh, uh, 140 approved, and e, I have EAD. So mm -hmm. given the uh, retrogation in November month, I'm just thinking if a new 485 will be the option. So if so, can I use my EB3 EAD? And if I use, what will be what will happen to so my 485 are, for EB2? So here is a question. There are two aspects of um, once the priority date is current for you in EB2, there are two things you can do. Either you can refile it or you can do interfile it. Okay? Okay. If you, if you refile it though, if you refile it and you you use the EAD of the EB3 one. There's no purpose for you to refile. I mean, you wasted your money. So uh, EB2 485 will not be valid if I use EB3 EAD in that case? Right. EB2, EB2 will not be valid. You can do interfiling. I have given a very clear description. What, when, if you do interfiling, what are the things that you need to do? If you do direct filing, interfiling or filing entirely for a new application. There's a video, we made it for 11, 12 minutes video, I want to watch it. Okay, sure, thank you so much. It was released last week. Next person, please. Ravindra? Ravinder? Yes. Hello? Hello, yes, all, sir. So thanks for the taking my call. So, yeah, EB2, if I uh, doing the EB, uh, what, uh, just estimate. So, this. Good, sir. Ravindra, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. For the EAD, is a, uh, I got the one, my child EAD for EB3 downgrade. So, is that usage for the tax credit also considered as the uh, married? No. You mean to say if you are going to use the social security or something for getting a tax credit because you have a son, will it cause any problem for, is it considered to be married to the application? No. You're not married no, to the application. But benefit is getting, right? 3,000 extra money That's getting. Fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm, That's fine. Yeah, sure. You're still not married to the 4 application. So. Oh, that means, that's good. And one simple question like, so the, not maybe simple, but EB2 will get more, more visas, right? As of now, this year, because they all moved to EB3. Um, here is the, here is the thing though, a lot of people are estimating that EB2 is going to move much forward than EB3, um, including Charlie and other people though. I, a lot of lawyers are also estimating, but I am on the other side of it though. I feel that, I feel that, have you ever traveled in Los Angeles highways? No, no, no. <laughs> That's the worst highways. Whichever lane I stay, that doesn't move. The other lane moves. So most of the people who are in EB3, they're also eligible in EB2. Most of the people who are in EB2 are also eligible in EB3. So people will switch lanes very frequently. So if EB2 is vacant, they'll all come to EB2. Then but EB3 moves forward and they will move just like the way you are. Correct, correct, sir. 
but but as you said the interfiling is uh, is a difficult process they may not take longer time they but, may they will do interfiling they will do a fresh entirely forate filing they will do everything they can but they will keep switching around but in in general the visas comes to if they not used in extra 80000 also eb4 eb1 not used only come to you you are you're right eb2 will get more but assume but don't assume that eb2 will move faster than eb3 because check the chinese nationals they keep switching out what happened with indian nationals only happened in the past two years but with chinese nationals happening from past 10 years sometimes eb2 moves sometimes eb3 moves because they keep jumping the lines it's like you know jump the line that's it so that's my estimate i may be wrong let's see next person please thank you suprita thank you thank you for taking my name so actually uh, my i'm on cpt right now and my visa got approved on um, uh, h1 got approved on october 13th and uh, my employer hasn't filed the h4 for my spouse who is currently in us right now so does what visa he is in he is in f um, f1 dependent visa that is f2 uh uh so you so your h1 we got already got approved right now Yes, on thirteenth October. He has to leave the country. He has to leave the country and get the H four approval stamp now, because okay. it's too late. You already your H one already started. Okay, can't we apply from I five three nine from here or? You can, but you should have applied before October first, not after October first. He has violated the status because he is not an F two. Once your H one is approved, they should have either filed the H one H four along with your H four. Ah, sorry, they should have filed H four along with the H one. or they should have filed it before october 1st now you crossed it mhm is out of status once okay. a person is out of status they may not approve the change of status so i would want this guy to go outside the country and get the stamping how long he can stay and how soon he has to exit the country i would prefer him to exit as soon as possible how okay. long he can stay what do you mean i i i want him to exit as soon as possible okay and la- one more last question do i have to go with him for the stamping as well because no. No. Okay. you don't have to Uh, any people who are newcomers you have to show your face because a lot of people they change their names and they tell that they are newcomers so that's the reason we have this uh, gayatri has this policy that if you are a newcomer you have to show your face too i'm sorry can you see me no, not you uh, you're good next person please you're done with the questions avinash hi rahul thank you for taking my question um sure. my wife is on is using her h4 ead right now for her employment uh, we have ead from our eb2 to eb3 downgrade green card application mm-hmm. um her h4 ead renewal is not in yet um and we were thinking that we'll use the green card ead instead can she use the green card ead or does that make me married to the Uh, only she is she will be considered to be married to eb3 okay not so you. if so if uh, i then you. then if i move to eb2 uh, right what, uh, what, what here is yeah if so if you want to move to eb2 though there are two possibilities for you um one is refiling the entire 485 which your wife cannot refile entire 485 if she is an ead 485 ed okay mm-hmm. um there is something called interfiling to do interfiling it doesn't matter whether she whether she and you are married to the 485 application you still are good okay 
I see. Now, and if he... one of the client, one of the client on this conference call suggested an easy way out. Though. You can use a, a 485 EAD right now. Once her H4 is approved, she can go yeah. to Mexico and come back, automatic revalidation, and move on to H4 instead of getting the stamping. Yeah, that was going to be my question is, can she go back to H4 and then- Right, right. and without getting, without getting the stamping, um, without getting the stamping, she can just go to Mexico and come back. I see. Okay. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much. Next, next person, please. HB. Thank you for taking our calls, Rahul. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, my question is about, <clears throat> because the visa dates are going back, uh, what are the process one needs to follow to add a derivative after the dates are retrogressed? And, um, Another question I have is uh, the 90 day rule that used to be for the adjustment of status if someone gets uh, 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 or planning to get married in US has to follow that, but that rule is no longer uh, part of USCIS manual. So how does that affect now um, after the dates retrogress and someone wants to do the adjustment of status here? So somebody already filed the adjustment of status, you're trying to seek to marry a girl, is that right? Yes. And add her I, to I, the application. I, yes, I have my EAD and advanced parole. Um, all and you're, you're still maintaining the H1Bs, right? Yes, yes. The 90 day, uh, so if somebody is coming on a B1, B2, though, I would recommend that the marriage should happen only after 90 days, not before that. The rule is still there. The reason okay. is that if a person changes the intention within 90 days after they enter into the United States, it is presumed that they had the intent uh, and they deceived it. So that means that, oh, they already have an intention of marrying and putting to the H4. Then why did you enter on B2 visa? Got it. The plan is because with the travel ban and the consulates not open, I have no idea and I've been waiting for a year. Because of that, we missed the boat of getting married and then apply for the 485 for the derivative. And, and I'm not even sure after the date retrogresses, what, what can happen? Uh, if, if the retrogress happens, so you have to maintain the H1B and H4, okay? Okay. And until the priority date becomes current, you cannot add a her. Thank you. So you have to maintain the H1 and H4 until the whole process. She can file the H4 EAD, absolutely nothing wrong but you cannot add her until the priority date becomes correct. Got it, thank you so much. And make a note that when the priority date becomes current final action date, I want the application to be going on, on the first of that month, not the second of the month though. Yes. The reason is that yes. I don't want you to get the green card on the first and we file the application on second. Got it. Next person, please. Ankit. Yeah, hi, uh, thank you Rahul for taking the time. Uh, my question is uh, regarding uh, H-1B visa transfer. So uh, the question is about, can we have an overlap of employment with the current employer and the new employer for like, say, a week or two? Is that legal? I would, I would, no, it's legally not allowed. Okay. Though. okay, so I should, before starting with a new employer, there should be a, uh, the, the end date of the current employer should be. That's should be right. Unless, unless you, your current employer is willing to file an amended uh, concurrent H1B, which sometimes some people do it, then you're fine. Okay. But otherwise it's not allowed. No, otherwise it's not allowed. All right. Thank Next you. Next person. Bhargav. 
Hey Rahul, thank you for taking my question. Uh, um, I'm on H1 and my six years max out date is February 2021 and my term is still processing. So I want to recapture some time going out of USA. And I know you mentioned about automatic visa revalidation. Uh, just like one specific question I have is the current employer visa, I never had a stamping. So is it still fine to use this automatic visa re- revalidation? Absolutely. Yes, you can go to Mexico or Canada. And stay there for but you have to stay there for less than 30 days got it yeah and my wife who is on h4 she doesn't need to accompany she me with me she, right? she, she doesn't have to accompany you no she doesn't have to accompany okay and i can do it multiple times if i need to right if there is no restriction absolutely you can that's a very good strategy to extend your life to get your labor approved and i-140 approved very good strategy and you're saying it's february 2022 is right yes that's correct uh, you're coming very close. Yeah, I will do a couple of yeah. months. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Go there, stay 25 days, come back, make sure you have good documentation of traveling, air tickets, and all those things if somebody questions. Next person, please. Dimple. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello, sir. Thank you for uh, taking my name. Uh, so sure. my priority date is December 2nd, 2014. And last year in October 2020, we applied AOS in EB2 to EB3 downgrade for both me and my spouse. Mm-hmm. And biometric is done. I-140 in premium processing approved in March. And EAD and AP just received recently. So we wanted to travel in December on AP and come back and file my H-1B renewal, which expires in June 2022. And uh, just wanted to know, but my my attorney said, do not travel on AP as I will lose my H-1B status. But as the consulates are not open and visa not, we are not getting the visa appointments and also um, I'm not sure how I will go. So this is the reason. Um, one, one thing is that there is a memo that says that USCIS yes. can still extend the H-1B, but the memo doesn't clearly mention about the H-4 though. Right. Cronin something, Cronin rule. Right, right. So if you want to avoid all these things, though, Mm -hmm. I have a solution for you. You and your husband go ahead on uh, advanced parole. Okay. You go to India, you come back. Okay. Then make another trip to Mexico. Come back and H1 and H4. Okay. 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 Simple solution. My husband is also there. He's my uh, spouse. So, uh, yeah. So I... Uh, no, so you so can, I don't you have can, stamping for the past 10 years. I've never been stamped. That's fine. That's fine. No, you can still use automatic time. revalidation. Oh. You can still use automatic revalidation. So I've never been stamped. Like since the time. I, I you told me that. You told okay. me that. So for automatic revalidation, you do not need the stamping, but it's oh. only to Mexico and Canada, not to Mexico. India. Mexico. So Mexico. you go to, you go to India and advance okay. parole. You okay. come back. Got it. You go to Mexico. You come back and it's for. Uh, sorry, H1B okay. and H4. Okay. And if by any chance, if okay. by any chance there is any problem for you, you can always come back and advance for. Okay. Okay, sir. And the renewal, I don't have to do it. Like whatever time it comes in January, I can do it. Like in December, I'll travel, I'll come back. And then again, I'll go back to Mexico and then come back on H1. And then, and then I, the renewal really, can come. Okay, sir. That is absolutely right. Okay, okay. This this is this has been suggested by one of the client like yours. Like wow, that's a great idea. I have seen that yeah. video. You mentioned that. Okay. I've seen that automatic revalid. I was thinking I'm I've never been stamped. So this is the that's reason fine. I was thinking. A lot of people are don't use the automatic revalidation. It's there. 
it's okay. going to be used for many different ways next person i hope my attorney uh, convinces gets uh, agrees to sure. okay. thank sure. you thank you sir kalyan hi rahul uh, this is kalyan i talked to you in august uh, on the tv asia show my priority date is march 2013 approved i140 i submitted 485 medicals everything uh, fingerprints complete i know the rates are retrogressing can i still expect ead and ap passed november 1st absolutely ead and ap will be granted even if the retrogression happens it has nothing to do with ead and ap okay so, uh, kalyan you got muted yourself uh, gayatri you, uh, you want to unmute kalyan thank you thank you i was yeah. trying to unmute you were, yeah. yeah thank you next person please ead and ap will be approved guys your green card main will not be approved but ead and ap will be approved next person sinha hi rahul sir thank you for taking my call um actually this is for my uh, daughter's uh, i'm taking a, a visa appointment for her and she's eligible for dropbox um her last visa stamping was done in india she is right now in canada so i think that rule is no more applicable isn't it where it has to be in the same country uh, she can uh, I, i don't think so the rule has changed i don't have any knowledge of the rule changing though it has to be the same country it cannot be different country Oh, because when we were filling the form, uh, it automatically said that you are eligible for the uh, Dropbox in Canada. So, th- I'm not aware of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not aware of it. Though. Okay, also. And there's one more question related to that. Uh, there was one more question. At least one parent has a valid U.S. visa or a Canadian passport. So mine is uh, like uh, I have a valid, not a valid uh, visa. It's expired in October. Same goes with my wife. So oh, it- they are no, no. They are speaking. Is your daughter a resident of the you know of Canada or not? You're going as a not as a third country national, but you're going as a resident of Canada. But your daughter is not residing. You're not residing in Canada, is right? No, no. My wife is there as a. Uh, she has applied for PR. It's still in process. Yeah. Yeah. So she should not go. She should only apply under third country national law. Not good. Okay. Got you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul sir. Thanks. Yeah. Alakya. Yeah. Um. So I Rahul. So after my H1B H1B petition was approved, I changed my client, but I'm with the same employer in the same location and with same roles and responsibilities. But I'm planning to travel to India. Um. I will have to get my visa stamping also done. Um. Mm-hmm. But do I have to file an H1B amendment? Uh. Because I changed my client. Uh. if you're going for stamping though we strongly recommend that we strongly recommend that you get the amendment done though because even though it's not required the consulates implement it quite differently though okay so i will have to get the h1b uh, amendment right. done i would strongly recommend that you do okay yeah, thank you Raj um hi rahul thank you for uh, taking my call uh, my question is uh, you know my pd is january 2017 eb2 and i know that the rates are you know retrogressed uh, so uh, 
uh, and uh, you know the changes to the immigration may happen or might not happen so my question is if i get any full term opportunity at this time is it advisable to proceed the only reason is because i've been following your videos uh, since what is, long what is your priority date you said uh, sir it is 20 uh, january 2017 sir yeah i change my opinion right now on that oh okay uh answer also another question is like uh, you know my current temper filed my h1 extension which is approved uh now you know if i change that will it have any impact on my spouse h4 ead meaning her social security number will be revoked or stuff stuff, stuff like that uh one second okay mm-hmm. can you repeat again sorry no uh, my current employer uh, a has filed my extension and right. that is approved and now if i mm-hmm. change to a new uh, job opportunity that's employer b uh, will it have any impact on my spouse h4 uh, ead would, and her assets i would want you to file i would want you to file one more for it application uh, sorry one more ead and h4 application for your wife we are seeing sometimes when the previous company withdraws the h1b uh, they deny your wife's h4 application automatically so that's the reason i want you to file one more h4 plus ead when you move to a different company but i think sir there is a policy right you know again everything yeah, gc process has to be started from the beginning and i have to wait till i140 is approved no why you can use the company yes i140 approval to get the ead for your wife with company p64 oh i can do that uh, thank you yeah, sir yeah absolutely you uh, can okay the, the, you told me that your i140 has been approved for more than 6 months i'm just assuming that right it's more than 2 years sir honestly speaking the answer to my question is more than 6 months so she's good you can use this i140 to get an ead with company p oh okay okay cool sir yeah uh, thank you thank guys you. i'm sorry i can't go to the questions today because i have another conference call um, please um, if you have any questions you can come to the live youtube session that we have from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock sorry about that i have to leave i have another conference call Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.